And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark. We're waveable safe. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Sorry about that. Uh, the Red of a Red Baron. Just out of the gate, swing and miss. You know, I tried to make the sound of the microwave and the ding at the same time. I was undecided, and it was uh, an abomination. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'm confident that you couldn't do either one of them well. No, I mean, I feel like I could do a shop vac. I don't think uh, over the air would really do it justice, but in person, it's pretty cool. Give us the shop vac. All right, here we go. That's just a vacuum cleaner. No, that was, that was totally shop vac. That's what my vacuum sounds like. Well, is it a shop vac? No. I don't know. I think I nailed it. No, you didn't. All right, give us your best microwave. Uh, it's It's just kind of a load, like a drone, like... No, no, I'm, ba- I'm bailing out. What? What microwave do you have? It runs on gas. <laughs> Instead of little wheels under the dish, it's just squares. <laughs> it's just uh, all this hype. Kendall, give me your best microwave. You know what it was? It just there was too much gumph in it. It just came out Sorry, bad. Your microwave doesn't roll its R's? Yeah. Oh, you have a Kyle Souls microwave. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Isn't an it just, I, uh, yeah. You didn't even do that right. <laughs> I'm a little congested. It was still funny though. Isn't isn't like a microwave just like a low hum? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like a, a... yeah pretty much. That that was better than mine in every way. I haven't used a microwave in like four years, so I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, you're from a, a non microwave household. Non microwave household, baby. I mean, I God, I, I microwave things that I shouldn't. It's not. It's not because I'm like an elitist that thinks microwaves are bad. It's just that we don't have the counter space. <laughs> and uh, if I have to take a microwave like out and put it on the counter and plug it in to use it, I just will never use it. Even so, though it's fake, could you be a microwave elitist? Because I just like the way that sounds. Yeah, I could be a microwave elitist. Just be like really judgmental. You go to people and say, "Oh, you're one of those families." Well, I mean, I, I've I've done that from time to time. Like I remember one time we were at Walker's house and Larry was. I think he was making like hot chocolate for the boys, and I was like, "Oh, you microwave the milk?" And he was like, "What?" And I'm like, "It tastes better in a pot." Everybody knows. <laughs> then leave the room. Yo, dick check. PK Subban. All right, uh, Kendall, what are you drinking? Well, I'm having from Back East Brewing uh, another Gelato Girl, but the Strawberry Shortcake Edition. How come we didn't get the bubblegum one? I did not find it. You didn't look hard enough. Perhaps not, but they were all next to each other when I bought them. Back East was running a promotion uh, today. Buy one, get one free four-packs at the brewery. That is unfortunate to know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But, you know, even just kidding is bad. Yeah. And I'm going to pour into a glass. Oh, God, are you going to be one of those? 
Yeah, I, like pretty much here on out, unless it's like uh, a crap beer, it's, it's going in a glass. So then why are you pouring that one in a glass? Whoa, whoa, whoa. i got to see how it is first. Mark, what are you drinking? I have uh, a leftover High Life. Hell nice. yes. Hey, Mark, when do you think, like, this isn't a, a dig, it's just more of a question, but I know it's going to sound like a dig, that's why I prefaced it. Yeah. When do you think, the, when was the last time that you think you just went out and bought a, sh- bought a beer and was like, oh, I want to get this for the show this week? Uh, it's been a while. I, I honestly, I haven't bought a craft beer in a while. And, and it's like, really, it's really just got, like, typically at home, I, for really no reason, I, I don't drink often at home. It's really just softball beers, so that's usually what I end up with. You should get a, you should get a nice uh, nice craft beer for one of these shows in the next couple of weeks. And you should start drinking at home. I recommend alone. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not at all concerning when you're sending pictures of yourself drinking Bud Light out of a can through a straw to your friends. Yeah, fond memories of mine. Break all your kitchen furniture. It's great. Mark, was, will you do will you do, that, will you do that for me in June? Will you get just one? Will you get one crap? Yeah, I mean it, it's. I mean there there's nothing nothing again. It's just kind of how it goes. Let's go together. Let's take a weekend. We'll go play disc golf, and then we'll go pick out a craft beer for you. <laughs> and then sounds we'll, uh, romantic. Yeah, we'll buy a twelve pack of High Life, drop it in the parking lot, and there Send it a is. Picture to Kendall. Yep. Uh, I am drinking from the Riviere. Or I don't think it's Revere. It's pronounced Riddler Collection. R V E R I E. Would that be Rever- Revere? Rever- Reverie? Oh, Reverend. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Reverudo. How do you spell Revere? R E V E R E. No, the British are coming. I don't know. I'm going to call it Re- Revere Brewing Company out of Newtown, Connecticut. I am drinking the Tricera Hops New England IPA. Anybody care to guess why I bought it? <laughs> it is a pretty good name for a, a subject that you like. It's because I support local breweries. I uh, I like that answer too. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice one too. <laughs> Thank you. Can't, can't really get mad at that. <laughs> Not good on you, bud. <laughs> Uh, any toasts of excellence? Uh, I have a toast of disexcellence. Ooh. Uh, this one goes out to LeBron James. Okay. Um, game two of the uh, Western Conference Finals versus uh, Denver. Uh, Lakers were up 40-32 to 32 in the second. LeBron had a pretty clear dunk and attempted to do something kind of fancy and botched the dunk, and the Lakers eventually went on to lose that game. And it's it just like... I think you're too much of a veteran to, you know, be showboat. And what do you have to prove? You're like, you're pushing 40 years old. Just just dunk the basketball, get the point. Clown. I'm going on a quick LeBron rant. And I overall like him. Like, screw off LeBron. Screw off LeBron. <laughs> what? Uh, insult. Hey, screw off LeBron. Yeah. You fucking jabroni. Oh. That's always something I like in like Trailer Park Boys is frig off. It just gets me every <laughs> time. Uh, oh. My toast is to Carmelo Anthony. Hanging it up. 
Nice. I wish I could. I wish I was physically with you so I could see you do a three point celebration. <laughs> I'm walking around work all day doing it. Can you just do it for me, like right now, even though I can't see it? Nice. That? I did. I actually felt it right after I said it. I got a little tickle in the sack. <laughs> and actually, what's funny is every time you do the three to the dome, Jeff gets an erection. Proven fact. He just had to pull it's over. Yeah. He's like, oh, God, I gotta find an orchard. <laughs> Pretty funny. You know, an orchard makes a cider. Hello. So, 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 so. How was your practice? It was good. <laughs> Souls, you, you, I know you don't have a beverage, so what's your toast of excellence? My toast of excellence. You don't have one? Two. Carmelo um, Anthony. Car- to the Atlanta Hawks for retiring Carmen for saying happy retirement, Carmelo. What? I don't know. I got nothing. I'll let you know in a little bit. All right. So, <laughs> kind of a bizarre thing that just happened there, Kyle. Uh, my toast of excellence is to... Oh, man. I had it here. Where'd it go? Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Was it to the Atlanta Hawks? Don't, don't. No. Uh, I wanted to get the exact time. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Uh, it was to the uh, Panthers-Hurricanes game one going into four overtimes in the NHL Eastern Conference Finals. Um, the game lasted... It was something around because let's see, three overtimes is sixty minutes. Yeah, it was something like like the game, like from the the puck drop to the final goal, the total like air time type of thing was like five hours and forty four minutes or something like that. So they were this account I follow did a montage of like things you could do in that time frame, and one of them was you could um, a nonstop flight from JFK to LAX in less time than the game was played. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. Playoff, playoff hockey, play, overtime playoff hockey is the most gut-wrenching and nerve-wracking thing in sports. I don't care what anybody says. It, 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 if, you, if you find a reason to have a rooting interest in a game where it goes to overtime and playoffs, it is the most on the edge of your seat because every single defensive position, it, it feels like it could be the last, the, the end of the game. And every offensive position is just nerve wracking. You don't know what's going to happen. Fast breaks are ridiculous. It's, uh, it, it is just, it's, it's insane. Cause it's like, especially too. Cause like in hockey, there's so much that's just, it just happens so quick. It's not like, like in football, like even if it's like like when the Patriots scored in overtime against the Falcons in the Super Bowl, like like you you by the time they got to the the, the five yard line, you knew it was happening. Like because it's like it, it's building up play after play, mm-hmm. kind of like in the NBA, like you know it, you kind of like watch a team like implode or like explode, and like it, like in baseball, like it, it, the only thing in baseball, like it, it really is like when it, if your team's losing. The best way to equate it be like if your team's losing or it's tied in the bottom of the ninth, it's like a ma- the entire NHL overtime is like 
the like the the like an O2 count. But like you have to get to the O2 count. Mm-hmm. Watching fucking four overtime periods of that is it's uh it causes for some uh some anxiety to say that. Take it from a Blackhawks fan who's watched many triple overtime games in his life. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, trust of excellence to the Spurs for getting Victor Wembanyama. Victor Wembanyama. Victor Wembanyama. Oh, Victor Wembanyama. That, that was Souls' toast. Was it? No, I got a toast though. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What do you got? Roger Guerrero Jr. for giving a kid who beat cancer his bat. That's cool. They gave him his hair. He had hair. All right, Mark. You're kind of quiet tonight. Everything all right? Just, just going with the flow. All right, man. Yeah, he had to say something about me not having a game today. <laughs> yeah, he has to piss me off at some point. Hey, was anybody else surprised to get the notification that Brady just owns part of the Raiders now? I... That happened. I know he was talking about it. Yeah, it happened today. Like uh, the the the. Or the GM or whatever, the owner of the, the Raiders announced that, that that Brady is... Like, I mean, I guess it's not finalized, but it's set to be final. So, like, they announced that, like, it's going to happen kind of thing. But I was just like, oh. I was like, when did that happen? That's He's coming weird. out of retirement. Can't take Jimmy's job again. That would be pretty funny. Player owner. <laughs> And then we just then we just get a freaking like a, a Raiders. I don't even know. Oh man, Raiders Cowboys Super Bowl. Sounds terrible. Go Raiders. Go Raiders. Yeah. Still watching the Super Bowl though, Mike. I mean, I know I'd watch it. <laughs> Be rooting for those, you know. Roughing the passer. A big week weekend for the Raiders. They got a they got a, a new uh, minority owner, and they got they're getting involved big time in the disc golf community. Oh yeah, what's happening there? Uh, uh, big time uh, big time YouTuber and disc golf pro Brody Smith's wife just became a Raiders cheerleader. Wow! Oh yeah, I saw that. Pretty yep. hot. Big win for the Raiders all around. What's her name? Janice, I think it is. No, Janice is her nickname. Her real name's Kelsey. Ah, uh, that's right. Janice is her nickname because that's the, 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 the Janice Thrasher. It's Brody calls her Janice. We should probably throw some just information on the thread. I think that'd be helpful for everyone. Let's go to Brody <laughs> Smith. I already gave you everything you need. Yeah, but I want it like just sent right to me. Yeah, spoon feed him. Yeah. <laughs> Right. You're gonna want to search K A R M A W W E, and then right after that, type deep fakes. <laughs> oh my! And then awesome Kong. Oh, this is just a garbage bag. And then you're gonna want to have fun looking at that burnt rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Enjoy that. Very funny. Uh, hey, Kendall. Yeah. What was the best thing that happened to you this weekend? 
All right, best thing that happened to me this weekend. It's kind of uh, on brand of what I've been doing for the show. Uh, went to my parents' house, and my dad, for whatever reason, just like collects beers and loses them in the back of the fridge. And they're actually getting a new fridge, so they're in the process of cleaning some stuff out. And uh, dug out of the fridge was an ice cream man double scoop. So I scored one of those on Saturday. And then also, for some reason, there was just a sip of sunshine back there. So I got two pretty good beers, a couple months past their date of freshness, but it was a good there's find. A, there's a pretty solid chance that sip of sunshine's from when I lived in your basement. And uh, they tasted like that, too. Hey, so like you made fun of me one time for my thing, best thing that happened to me. That's terrible. How? I love the ice cream, man, and it just by chance there was one in the fridge. I had no idea. That's a pretty cool thing for me. Bunch of frig off souls. Also, like on a on another like note from that, um, Kendall, remember that time you dumped an entire sip of sunshine in the back of my van? Yeah, I was pretty drunk. <laughs> it was um all I remember was being in like the back seat of the van and yep. uh you yeah. dumped an entire sunshine. We were leaving a softball game. Yep. It was in my hand and then it wasn't. Oh, what's the best thing that happened to you this weekend? Uh, my Little League team won their first game. You're nice. Here. They're bad. Do you think it's coaching or talent? Oh, definitely talent. Tough hey, hey, did you notice, Kyle? Kid... Hold on. Go ahead. I said, you notice how I said that yours wasn't terrible? Yeah. I just want yeah, you to keep you... that in mind. Mark. <laughs> Mark, how was uh... your... This, I mean, this weekend was fine. I uh, finished painting the the nursery and built the crib. Nice. So, are you pretty uneventful? Yeah, I mean, just just kind of a work weekend. And you were saying that everything was all Velcro. Is that correct? <laughs> That's pretty funny. What is a Velcro crib? <laughs> uh, I got to do one of the most satisfying uh, yard work. Uh, tasks this summer or this weekend i got to power wash that's cool it's a mock favorite it is a mock favorite i always enjoy power washing because the front half of you is soaking wet and the back half is dry as fuck (laughs) and uh what else happened to me this weekend there was something else but i don't remember what it was so it must not have been that good can't think of it that's all right maybe we'll come to you later Maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, I know what it is. This is going to sound super uh, adultish and annoying, but it is what it is. Uh, you ever like find an old like like a gadget or like a toy or not like a toy, like a kid's toy, but like you know, like a like a type of thing, like, like a flashlight. Yeah, like a flashlight. <laughs> exactly. No, but like you find like a, like a gizmo or a gadget, whether it's something for the kitchen or like an actual tool or yard equipment or whatever that you like completely forgot you had and, and, and it's brand new and you get to like take it for the first spin. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I had that happen this weekend. I had to go up into the attic because uh, we were out of gallon Ziploc bags and um, you know, I buy them in bulk from BJ's. So I keep the extras up in the attic on a shelf. So I went up there to get it and I was moving some stuff around and completely forgot that I got a vacuum sealer for Christmas. So then I proceeded to vacuum nice. seal like 40 pounds worth of meat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just, I was just sitting there. Amelia walks in the kitchen. She goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I was like preserving meat." <laughs> Mercy got me one of those for Christmas a couple of years ago. 
And uh, I, I went heavy for a little while. Yeah, I, I was just I buying met- stuff. She's like, "What do we need this for?" I was like, "I got a vacuum seal." <laughs> yeah, a vacuum seal. Like I, I, I did everything. Like we, we had bought like, uh, like she, Samantha had bought fruit. I'm like, I could vacuum seal these blueberries. Those will look cool. <laughs> and then I vacuum sealed cheese. Big fan of that. Well, because like I buy cheese, I get a when cheese is like a good price. Because like I mean, we don't go through it like crazy, but you know, sandwiches for lunch. You know, egg sammies, whatever. Um, when it's not, when it's like a really, really good price, I'll get like four pounds of it, and then I'll separate it into four individual one-pound increments, and then I'll freeze it. It's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? I like that. You like it. what's that? You like anything? I like most things. Ryan Cabrera. Uh, that would be in the not most things, but and I've noticed a lot of hostility from Kyle versus me in the early goings of this uh, the show. I, I'm, I'm I wonder how this is going to play out. My guess is good. I hope so. Uh, hey Paul, would you like to go at it? Shot trivia. Let's do it. All right. Uh, for <clears throat> those people. Uh, Following along, you know, real close, uh, the Riddler leads 3-0 in this series so far. Um, Paul, I'll give you within five years either direction. Uh, what year was Pabst Blue Ribbon named the best beer in America? What year was it named, like, like self-proclaimed or like by other people? By other people, by um, the World's Columbian Exposition. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, Paps has been around for a long time, right? Long, long time. Um, yeah, like the thing is, is like I feel like Paps is one of those beers that was like around, like has been around since like the seventeen hundreds or like like late seventeen. From the standpoint of like, like. Beers go through, like, you know, like, Sam Adams has been around for a real long time, so, like, people really had access to yeah, We just know it kind of like the, the somewhat monster New England company is now. It blows up as a huge, full national thing. It's like, well, it was big and, you know, it, it was big on the East Coast for you. Let's see. That was Prohibition. So, I'm going to go uh, in the 19... 19- no. 1893. Damn. All right, Kyle, you and I both have to run through. Kyle? Yeah. I'm you down. To, to run through, all right. Let's. Here's the thing. Instead of like trying to coordinate this, let's just. You're doing the show from your phone, right? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Let's just get naked and start walking down our streets until we meet each other. All right. That's a far walk. Yeah. I'm willing to bet one of us gets picked up in a paddy wagon way before we make it to each other. <laughs> me, um, you. Um, please, please. Yes. There's a very out of shape man drinking a dinosaur beer naked on my street. <laughs> Pop just replies, I had pants on. What do you mean? <laughs> All right, Kendall, you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right, I will give you within... I'll give you within 10, plus or minus. How many, how many episodes of Seinfeld were aired on cable television before it finally stopped okay 
Um, I want to say there was like 10 seasons, maybe 11. Um, Beckham's sitcoms ran longer. I'm going to go with... Riveting. 201. Damn. 496. Really? Nah, it was 180. Damn. Well, a lot of episodes. I was going to say, well, I was figured like, let's say they ran 26 episodes. And I was only saying this because like Cheers ran like really long seasons, like really long. Yeah, but I but I guess even Seinfeld in the like nineties maybe would only be like twenty twenty a season maybe. Yeah, but I think the thing you have to remember though is like usually like even back then like with sitcoms like the first season would be like ten episodes. Yeah, that's the, true. The final season might be like ten episodes. You know what I mean. Yeah. The other thing too is like what I'd be interested in, in knowing from like a TV broadcast type standpoint is like like the office for or not the office, uh um I'm trying to think, like the office didn't do it, friends didn't do it, but like you know, there's like a lot of episodes where it's like, you know, like blah 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 part one, blah 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 part two. Because yeah. like they, they aired on TV as separate half hour or one hour. Like like Kyle, you know the uh uh Criminal Minds one where the they go to the farm in Canada. Yeah. So like that's like a two parter. It's two separate one hour episodes. But like I wonder if like from a syndication standpoint, if they because like I, I think I, I don't know if it depends on how they air them or not. Because like you know like sometimes they'll be like oh it's a special two part thing like on back to back hours. So it's like is it just one really long episode or is it two separate episodes? Just be interesting. Uh, I think it's. One episode. Um, I don't know. Kendall doesn't know because he doesn't know uh, he doesn't know TV that well. well radio. I, I was off by a couple. Off by a couple there. But hey, zero four on the air. I'm gonna do my shot here of the uh, the Dobel Diamante. I will. I will. Uh, I don't have any uh, hard liquor present, so I will. Uh, I'll make sure I have something next week, and if I have to do a double, I'll do a double. Hey, listen, you're in good shape. You you had banked uh, three consecutive, so I mean, you could you could play it however you want next show. Wait, what does that mean? So, like, I have three like free passes. So you you would you would have accumulated three shots. Now I don't expect you to just do a triple shot because that's you know a, a good way to you know, not be present oh, on the show. I'm confused though. If I got it right, I still have to do the shot. I don't understand. No, see, you 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 bank it away. So it's like the anytime you like you get a question correct, you don't have to do the shot then, and it just gets stowed away. And I can just do it another time. Right. So, like maybe. Like, oh, see, I was in the process of like if I get it right, I don't have to like do the shot at all because then like that's kind of the point of getting it right, kind of thing. Hey, no, we, he wants to get ripped one day. Well, I mean, listen. Would be fun, yes. But we do uh, it into pieces. <laughs> this is Kyle Souls. The mass is here now. Right. 
Hi, Mass. Hi. Are you drinking? Uh, I can be. All right. Well, if you if you do, tell us what you're drinking. What's your toast of excellence? Um, my toast of excellence is. Hold on. Let me open my phone real quick. I actually did have this written down. I know what it is. And I'll talk about your first car. <clears throat> uh, it was a 2009 uh, Hyundai Sonata. It was brown, I guess. I think it was brown. It's like a brown purple. It was a weird color. Um, yeah, it was like a. It, it was like it was like if Jeff's old intrepid and poop were mixed together. Yeah, and uh, my favorite feature is if you kneel down the driver's seat, it would open the trunk. Yeah, don't know why weird. I did that. I don't know either. This car does it too sometimes. Must be a Hyundai thing. Yeah. And I can't fucking find where I wrote this down. Toast of excellence to um, Mello for retiring. Great career. 10-time All-Star. You know what? He deserves to be shouted out twice, so I'll give it to him. Who shouted him out the first time? Mike Match. Right. But you know what? He deserves it twice because in a 12-month in a span, that dude was on the cover of NCAA, Live, NCAA uh, video game, NBA Live, and uh, NBA Street. So good for him. That's actually impressive. Yeah, he he was. I mean, he was awesome. What do you think my toast was going to be? Oh, I don't know. I just I just said that. <laughs> Jimmy McNamara. And what's your uh, what's your uh, best thing that happened to you this weekend? Give you the worst thing that happened to me this week. Oh, I like that because it's kind of like the toast of dis-excellence that we do. Some <laughs> fuck kids. I'm so tired of them. I can't wait for the summer to be here. Wait, what? <laughs> That happened during the weekend? Uh, technically, yes. Someone was watching porn discover- on a school computer. No, much worse. Somebody was filming porn on a school computer. <laughs> uh, less bad, I think. Somebody was coding I was say, porn. That is worse. <laughs> Somebody was coding tentacle porn on a school computer. <laughs> oh, um, it was mass. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Wait, I got one more. Name- Somebody is a school computer. <laughs> No, it was mass. Um, I found a student printing these out today. Well, <laughs> I found it today, but it was printed out over the weekend. That's awesome. That's so Not ridiculous. Great. That's so funny. Oh, man. Can I have Not, one? No. <laughs> Pretty sure it's not valid and merited for you, Mock. Well, you know, it would never hurt to just have in the wallet. Imagine that you just uh, whip out one of these laminated... <laughs> Not great to have to backtrace this kid and figure out who it was. I hope it was a black kid. It, it was. for sure was not. <laughs> it absolutely was. <laughs> hey, not that. a bad scheme, though. Sell them for like 10 bucks. Oh, man. It was definitely somebody named Charlie, and they were just like, no, Jerome gave these to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I, back- no I backtraced the IP account to his, his AD account and figured out who it was. And narc. Dude, so this kid man. this kid wasted two and a half hours of my time making me figure this out. Yes, I'm figuring it out and ratting on him. <laughs> Fuck him. So what the mass sent us, we, we never even explained to the listeners. It's a No, no, no. <laughs> well, we can't just talk about it then not like <laughs> Well, Mass, I think what you do here in this situation is, right? I think what you do is when you you approach the kid. I'm not and- approaching it. I gave it to the superintendent and called it a deck. No, this is what you got to do, Mass. This is the way to handle this. You approach the kid, 
you explained to him that you had to take two and a half hours of your day figuring all of this stuff out and all that type of stuff. And then you end it by calling him that and then give him one of the passes. <laughs> and you ask for his mom's OnlyFans account. Call it even. So very funny. I'll look the other way this time. <laughs> you get me a free month. <laughs> you get me a free month. <laughs> Best I do. Best I could do is thirty percent off. <laughs> kid, kid just replies. She's actually offering three months in June for promotion. <laughs> I, I want to. So what was his kid's name? Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, we're don't. worried about it. Big no no. <laughs> yeah, where's he fucking live, huh? <laughs> I think that falls under fireable offenses. I uh, that falls under federal offenses in prison time. Well, I wasn't wrong then. Does it really? Like, why? Yeah. What? Like, why? It's not. It can't, is it HIPAA? It's not HIPAA, but there is laws surrounding it, very similar to that. Prevent that. Oh, oh, you're talking about the HIPAA laws? <laughs> yeah, hungry, hungry HIPAA. Yeah, not just for zoos anymore. Not just for zoos. You're stupid, Kendall. Thank you, Book thank report you. time. Ready for my book report? Bum, bum, bum. All right, so I read To Kill a Mockingbird <laughs> in front of a class of about 75 non-speaking, non-English-speaking kids. No. Um, so I said last week I was going to kind of consume a uh, sports media each week, uh, whether it be like a movie Fictional or nonfiction, read a book, article, whatever, mm-hmm. something, and kind of do it. So, like the the report, I'm just gonna give like a, a, a like a why I think you should take the time to do it or not. Uh, a movie that just recently came out called Air, which uh, is starring Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Jason Bateman, and um, it which one of them is playing Michael Jordan? <laughs> Uh, the Michael, Michael, it's weird. So none of them, they're actually all playing Nike employees. Michael Jordan is actually played by Samuel Jackson. Real quick, Paul. Mock, the act is called FERPA. The you what? Mean, you mean FERPA? The FUPA? law is called FERPA. F-E-R-P-A. I think you mean oh. I think you, you mean know, FERPA. I thought you said the app is called, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dude, I just downloaded I got you FERPA. now, though. <laughs> Pick it up what I'm putting down. I got you. Okay. You should oh, still ke- tell us where this guy lives, but <laughs> so Air is uh, basically it's the movie kind of showcases like Nike uh, and its pursuit of going after Michael Jordan for a shoe deal for the NBA. Um, a lot of people, you know, they know Nike's a big powerhouse in the shoe world, but they don't kind of know the story behind it basically you know nike was a non-existent almost ready to kind of throw away its basketball division um in the 80s they were a running company and so the story is just about them trying to pursue getting michael jordan to agree to a nike deal jordan wanted nothing to do with nike he thought nike was a joke and uh so it's kind of the pursuit of that and then the story of like nike basically becoming what it is now and uh, I think it's 1,000% worth the, the hour and 45 minutes or whatever it is. Um, I, I liked it a lot because it's 
it doesn't highlight it's not about Michael Jordan. It's I mean he's he's in the movie, not the real Michael Jordan, but like a character portraying Michael Jordan is in the movie, but it's not about Michael Jordan, it's about the shoe, it's about what happened to Nike to make it what it was. Um at one thousand kind of like a World War II movie that has Hitler in it, but it's not about Hitler. Um, I mean, I guess that's a way to look at it. I mean, are you calling Michael Jordan Hitler? <laughs> You've seen the Haynes commercial, right? <laughs> but, um, whatchamacallit, um, it, it, I, I think it's totally worth the watch. Matt Damon's, Matt Damon plays the character that is, like, you know, the, the hot pursuit of trying to get Michael Jordan and his family to agree to sign with Nike. Who plays uh, David Falk? Marshall. The, uh, who plays Michael's agent? Um, I don't know the actor's name. It's not anybody that I recognized. Okay. Important uh, role or no? It was uh, John Heater. <laughs> I mean, it's an important role in the movie. It's, uh, let's see. Is it? No, oh, George Pattinson plays David Falk. You know, I haven't heard from John Heater in quite some time. Give him a call. It's Chris Messina. Chris Messina plays him, and then Ben Affleck plays uh, Phil Knight, the um, CEO of Nike. Chris Tucker's in it. It's a good movie. Give it, I, I would thousand, I'd give it a 10 out of 10 recommend. Definitely worth the time. It's more of like a um, cinematic documentary than it is like a sports movie, but it's sports-related. Yeah, I've been interested. over-embellished, I'm assuming? What? It's over-embellished a bit, I'm assuming. Um, I mean, from what I've read on the story in the past, not really. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm sure that there was, there was a little bit of embellishment on, like, some raw emotion that was actually depicted in the real time of the events and whatnot, but, you know, there's... I think it's pretty accurate from based on everything I've ever read about it. What was it released on, technically? <clears throat> I think... I think it's Amazon Prime. Well, I think it's in theaters as well. Oh, but I, I could be wrong. I know it's on Amazon Prime though. It might have, it might have been a Prime movie. I'm not sure. Well, I'm an ignoramus, and I know like, like nowadays, like a movie could be in theaters, but you could also just watch it at home. I don't really understand all the stuff how that works, but. Well, Kendall, I was an e, uh, an EP on. Ted Lasso, so I can give you a rundown if you know. Oh, I, I appreciate your insight, Mass. Even though he doesn't believe that you were. No, no, listen. Yeah, we, we, we've put that to bed. I'm in. I, I know I know what he's about. I'm also unsure which part you're having on trouble understanding that it can either be in theaters or just streamed at your house. The the point I'm making is that, you know, even though the technology has existed longer, you know, kind of predating COVID, like the movies that were coming out were just in theaters. Like you, you, you had to go see him if you wanted to see him then. Then at some point they transitioned, oh, hey, you could actually do this or that. You can get with this or you can get with that. that that's more so, like, I understand, like, the, the bare bones about it. Like, I get what they're doing. I just, I don't know, like, what there is to gain by having both hours. I mean, for me anyway, like, I just say, oh, I'm just going to sit at home. I'm not going to pay the theater ticket. What happened? Oh, the mouse is live. I say you guys all heard that too, right? 
Looks like Discord has crashed unexpectedly. Oh. Oh. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> That's very funny. Oh. Hey. You guys hear me? I yes. tell you, it was a pretty underrated moment. It was very, very like TV, like, uh oh, Discord has crashed unexpectedly. And it cut off as soon as you just, <laughs> before you could finish That's saying very it. Funny. I clicked the link, the, the, the stream thing that Massey had up, and then it said Discord crashed. And everything You'll went. Be able to do it now. No, I'm not going to last him to the crashed. Try it again. No, I can't. What if it crashes it again? again? No. What if I total Discord? Uh, I would be impressed. Or worse, end up in the cancel chat. Ooh. Hey, Mass. Have you ever seen like the the Instagram reels or whatever when they talk about people who are Discord moderators? Yeah. Some of them are really funny. Because they're they're pretty ridiculous. Yeah, but they're all 100 percent accurate. <laughs> I read a funny thing on Reddit today. <laughs> Discord was, moderators are the worst. What did you read on Reddit today, Paul? It was a thing where it was like, uh, tell me like your your best like aftermath drinking story type of thing. And so this guy was, he was like, uh, I went to a bar and I got really drunk and I came home and I climbed into bed with my wife and I fell asleep. And when I woke up, St. Peter was at the foot of my bed telling me I had passed away. And... I, I had said to him that I didn't I didn't want to go because I had a young family and I wanted to watch them grow, and he said I can the best I can do is bring you back as an animal, and he goes he goes okay make me a, a chicken on this farm he goes this is um, my family goes past this farm every day, so he came back as a chicken, and when the family was walking by he couldn't uh, he started feeling a pain in his abdomen and his lower half. And he couldn't figure out what it was. And another chicken came by and said, it's just an egg. You have to push it out. And he goes, oh, okay. And so he starts pushing the egg out. And while he's pushing the egg out, his wife all of a sudden starts screaming his name. And he looks up in shock and sees his wife. And his wife's yelling at him and just says, Carl, Carl, you're shitting in the bed. Oh, <laughs> man. I knew. That's <laughs> like right at the end. Oh, that's very funny. That was a funny way to pronounce Kendall. <laughs> Kendall doesn't poop in the bed. He poops in the shower. It has happened. But I like to, you know, I have to preface this always when this comes up. I never like, okay, it's time to shit. Let's just jump in the shower. That's not what happens. I guarantee you it 100%. It's not. In in the process of doing a good cleanse, whatever happens, happens. You know. The problem, Kendall, the problem that I face is, is that you as a grown man have openly shit in the shower barehanded it, and then tossed it from the tub <laughs> to the toilet. All right. Has happened, yes. I'd even venture to say it's happened more than five times. But more than five times. More than five times, less than ten. Um, Why don't you just get out of the shower and shit? Because you're already, you know, you're in the, you know, you're, you're wet. You know, just like, you know, finding Nemo, all drains lead to the ocean. Boom. Uh and I've never hated you as much as I do now. Massey, take some time to reconsider. Um, <laughs> but there's sometimes, like, the way it works out, I mean, you can kind of just do the old, you know, the, the waffle stomp. And, you know, and you're, you're power washing anyway, so you just flip your foot over, clean your foot, get the soap going. But the wall, here's the thing. The waffle stomp at, like, a gym shower, all right, whatever. Like, doing it at home, I think you're just that's just terrible. But, like, it, but you, you've, you've pooped and barehanded it and thrown it into your toilet. 
I just I want the listeners to understand that we're not talking. Also, I want to clarify something. When you guys poop, you don't just like get one strand, right? It's ger- it's generally more than one. So, Kendall, what I'm understanding is, have you caught every individual part and then tossed those into the toilet? Okay, so what has happened, man? Anyone you ever who's missed the toilet? Any? No, fortunately, <laughs> I've been lucky. Anyone who is still listening is about to turn it off. So. I've already turned it off. <laughs> I'm, uh, what's happening is I'm not like I'm not like catching it. I'm not like catching it in my hand. Like it, it's it's hitting the floor. Oh, you're the scooping it up. Doing God, the old okay, scoop. That's somehow even worse. Right, but I'm doing one hand because you need another hand to like pull the the, the shower curtain back. So you kind of still somehow even worse. So yeah, and then you like the, the toilet is close enough that there's actually a pretty good like I, I'm like seven eighths of the way there already. So it's not Does like anybody a, else hate this conversation. Yeah, uh, th- this was brought solely upon like I by you guys. What do you mean you're seven eighths of the way there? Like I mean, it's like the seven eighths amendment or whatever the fuck. <laughs> From the shower, I could pretty much reach all the way. I can I can almost dunk it, if you will. Slamming down in the home bowl. There, there, there's two problems that I have with this, Kendall. There's there's two problems I have as, as a grown Me too? man. I love you. I love you a whole bunch. There's only two real problems. Problem number one is why don't you just get out of the shower, take a shit, and get back in? Because what? Because what, 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 you don't want to get water on the toilet. No, seat? no, no, no. But listen, this is these aren't. I'm trying to help you guys understand. This is not a full shit. This is not like, oh man, what a long day I had. I ate a bunch of food. Let's poop in the shower. That's not what's happening here. All my poops are happening in a toilet. This is like, okay, you've already taken a poop. Things went poorly in the wiping department. They just did. You run a bad diet. You don't take care of yourself. Things didn't go well. Let's hop in the shower. Let's do the old, you know, power wash, clean things up. And um, certain particulates find their way into the shower. This doesn't sound like particulates. It sounds like enough to palm and throw into the toilet. There has been times where that has sort of happened. But it's not so, like... What are you doing? Is it, are you having solid matter or are you like scooping out? Like, you know how like when you dig a hole as a kid and there's like that weird clay type dirt at the bottom that you kind of scoop <laughs> out? Is that what you're doing? Oh, I don't uh, want this anymore. I'm eating. It, it, I don't know. It's, it's split. It's a little of both. And then option number two, Kendall, is like, why don't you just wipe before you get in the shower? I do. But this is what I'm talking about. Like, I, I've already wiped 700 times. I'm sick of it. Like I, 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 I'm tired of sitting. I've wasted so much toilet paper. I flushed three times. I'm just getting in the shower. I'm sick of it. I'm gonna just gonna go I, clean, well, get fresh. What I'm gathering here is I you think need a bidet. Ha- it's not even the bidet, Mock. I think what's happening, Mock, is I think Kendall one doesn't like, doesn't know when he's done pooping, and two doesn't know how to wipe. What it is is I, I pretty much like this is a perfect example, and I'm gonna have. Three beers on the show. I'm probably going to have another shot before the show's over. It's going to, you know, do whatever it is in the stomach. I'm not going to be able to, you know, get up and just, like, crap tomorrow morning. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to run my three-hour run to Albany. And at some point, I'm going to have to shit. I'm going to go take a shit in some, you know, business park. It's going to go poorly. You know, you know, you know, do a couple wipes. Then you'll be like, okay, I can't waste any more time here. I, I just got to keep going. So you do a bad job, you finish your day, you come home, you, you go back to the toilet, you do whatever is going to happen. You realize that things have just gone poorly. Let's get in the shower. Whatever happens, happens. 
I've never had that feeling. It is for sure what is going to happen tomorrow. I have never had the feeling of, okay, I just defecated. I'm going to go get in the shower now. And, you know, there's a pretty solid chance that there's just more action that's going to happen. But another note. And Massey, Kyle, and Mock, feel free to chime in. I'm good. But I mean, I've had it happen where you think you're done and then, you you know, you kind of move and there's more to go. But you just go back. But so another, I mean, are you guys also suffering from hemorrhoid? No. I am. And that is pretty much terrible because sometimes it feels like there's poop when there's not. Yeah, but Kendall, you've also done this with no hemorrhoid. Oh, no. We're working on basically a uh, six, seven, eight-year hemorrhoid. You should go to the doctor. Nah, it's not that, that bad. sounds like it might be cancer. I'll just keep pooping in the shower. He can't go to the doctor. He's too busy excavating his asshole in the shower. <laughs> Guy's basically got a front end loader in there to clean it I, out. I would love that if you went and be like, yeah, so I normally just sometimes shit in the shower and then throw it to the doctor. I mean, but the way you guys make it seem like is that like I'm standing at one side of the house and throwing it all the way across. Kendall, that's what you're making it sound like. But I'm not. I'm not. You were making it sound that way. Kendall, the, the throwing it in the toilet part isn't the problem. It's the knowingly going, well, I'm going to get in this shower and there's a pretty good chance I'm just going to poop in it. <laughs> What's happening is, and look, I'm getting clean. That's that's basically, that's the end goal. Let me tell you what I've gathered from this. I will never in the history of this world ever go in any amount of body of water that you're in at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to, like, poop in the pool. It doesn't matter. What, what I've gathered is that you can't wipe well enough that you have to go excavating in your crack while you're showering like that. But this is also not a day-to-day occurrence. It's often. It's I'll, I'll say that it does happen, you know, <clears throat> more than once during a given week. But it's not it's, like... Oh. It's baffling to me. Here's the thing. I, I, I scrub and <laughs> back there just like the rest of them. But like if I if I gotta defecate before a shower, I'm I, I'm doing I'm making sure that I got clean toilet paper before I I'm done. I don't just I don't go in there and be like, ha, ah, well, you know what? The shower will take care of this. I don't like that. That makes me feel dirty. Caution in the wind. Let me ask more- a hypothetical question for him. If Kendall poops and then gets in the shower and just uses that to essentially wipe. Is that as bad? Like he doesn't wipe it all. He just gets in and just starts like power and wash. Just power washes it real quick. I think that, that, as a wipe. that to me is so gross. But okay. that's better than what he's doing. I, but I, I do that as well. That that, that has happened right. before. It, he, I, don't well, know. I was trying to offer you like like a step but, alternative. All I'm saying is I'm not ashamed by this activity. It, I, to me, this, this is probably... More common than you guys think. Perhaps in this sample size of five people, I, I, I am obviously the minority. But I feel like the I feel like the people that you would find that would be like, oh yeah, I do that are like four hundred pounds. <laughs> and well, like that could be true too. I'm just saying that I think that there is a a a gross misunderstanding of the amount of fecal matter that's yeah, actually happening. I am understanding that this is gross. Yeah, Mess, I knew someone was going to make that joke. I'm just sad it was you. Yeah, I had to. 
Hey, Mark. Yes. Where can they find us? Very <laughs> <laughs> funny. Like a quick take at the, at the... I was like, wow, already? <laughs> oh, man. No. Very funny. But hey, where can they find us, though? No, don't... Listen, we're on, on Facebook at Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm just saying, so, yes, Twitter and Instagram at I, GSWD underscore four. What happens if I put Kendall in the cancel channel? I don't know. Well, and, I mean, you can, but I mean, that I just know. means I'm but the only probably derail whatever we're doing. So it just means I'm the only recording on Audacity. Already. I was entertained. Are you not even talking? Yeah, so I think it'd be fun to put a black light in your bathroom. No, I mean, just be any part of that, just be gross. (laughs) I don't, we don't need a black light. Here's our fecal room. No black, I could just show you. Hey, that's where the stuff happens. Like, yeah, that's where the poop is. You Everywhere. Might, you might think a horse is here. It's not. <laughs> so disgusting. Just me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. We're, we're pretty good to talk about that, like, every four shows. In about the same, <laughs> in the, in the same amount of detail as we always do. Hey, uh, totally uh, unrelated, but I was asked a question. It would only mass you wouldn't apply to this, and Kyle, I know the answer is yes for you. Uh, Mark and Kendall, ha, ha, did either of you hold Amelia as an infant? Um, yes. I mean, I I would have to think yes, but I I don't remember. I wasn't invited to. <laughs> Mark said no. Massey said Samantha never invited him. And Kendall said he was too busy shitting in the shower. Yeah, I don't have time <laughs> to do stuff like that. Oh, uh, did I say Mark said no? Oh, Mark said yes. Mark said that. Because I, I Mark said that I'm busy Saturday morning and uh, <laughs> don't make plans. Why was Saturday morning? Uh, I don't know. I just I just like to do that. I just constantly tell Samantha. Oh, Mark said that we're going disc golfing. So, <laughs> sorry, you're out of luck. Because here's the thing: if I say I'm doing it, that doesn't really hold any weight. But if I say somebody else said it. I get the off yeah, chance yeah. that what? I gotta go. I'm going to the Yankees game on Saturday. Never mind. I'd much rather go to golfing. We all know the last feelings of baseball games. We're not going disc golfing. We're going. We're gonna go milk some cows. Souls want to give us a moo. And Kyle's the cow. There wasn't a lot of heart behind that move. I got no heart, man. Listen, and I get it. You're in a house full of people, and they wouldn't appreciate it, but we would appreciate it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Who's your more friends? <laughs> your wife and family or Mock? <laughs> oh, I remember what my other talk of excellence was. What was it? Uh, today, starts the, uh, today starts the five night Five night journey of a prehistoric prehistoric planet two. What? And, uh, that's uh, you know a big fucking deal for this guy. 
Prehistoric Planet. It's just a. It's like a. It, uh, BBC and David Attenborough. Oh, okay. It's like the nature documentaries. They just. It's like they they use like image graphing and and you know re, and uh technology to like kind of like make computers shark for dinosaurs to do the big black cocks. What? What about big black cocks? <laughs> It was a BBC we joke. You started talking BBCs. <laughs> yeah. Big, beautiful Chinese. <laughs> We're going to start CGI and big shafts. <laughs> I only watch JOI. You know, Kendall, I somewhat believe that. <laughs> I totally believe that. Well, you should. Tell me what to do. <laughs> All right. One minute in, we're done. <laughs> no, I already didn't listen. <laughs> Almost made it. We'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> well, yeah, just pause it. Pause it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll pick this up. 19 more minutes to go. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, Any hoozles. I uh, believe Paul is something, but I do have a question for you, Paul, just because you uh, made me think of it. Is uh, David Attenborough like your favorite like television presenter because of all those type of shows you watch? Um, I mean, I, I hadn't really given it any thought. Oh, you don't have to. I was just curious. I mean, I, I enjoy What's your favorite host of the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I enjoy him. I like those. I like those. I think he has a very soothing voice. Well, he's, a, uh, he's an icon. Yeah, his brother's awesome, too. Kendall <laughs> No, it's Kyle Soules Attenborough. Do you guys know who his brother is? I do not. Yeah, it's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, do you do you know who his brother really is though? I don't. His brother's the guy that played John Hammond in Jurassic Park. Ah. Hmm. Richard Attenborough. I suppose that would make sense now, wouldn't it? It's Herbie Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Nah. Uh, all right i have a question for the room is it why do i hate my madden franchise so much because Uh, nelson aguilar is my second best receiver oh what year are you playing 23 it was free on game pass nice (laughs) what year you played (laughs) I mean, it's not, you know, 2018, but, you know, it's, it's solid. Whatever year it had uh, no. on, it was the best year. <laughs> was that 2010? For for who was on the cover? Uh, Paul Amalu and Fitzgerald yeah. were on the cover. Yeah. I own that for the Wii. I can tell you what the, my least favorite Madden of all time is. Was Rogers on it at some point? <laughs> one with Peyton Hillis on the cover. <laughs> that one was terrible. You'd see it's, like, it's like Madden 12 or 13 or something like that. Was it Was it 2000? I want to say it was 2006, but I could be wrong. The one that had like the QB vision. He had like that cone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was rough. The one that had Breeze on the cover was pretty good, too. That was 09. Yeah. Was I think that was the year before the Palomalu one. 
The Madden because the one with, age, I'm pretty sure the one with Breeze on it was the first Madden you could play on the Wii. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the one with Breeze on it was the first Wii one. That's Kendall's yeah. favorite. So my offense consists of Jalen Hurts at quarterback, Austin Eckler at running back, Jalen Waddle, Nelson Aguilar, and Jerry Judy at wide receiver. And then a bunch of fucking... I mean, you could just make Jerry Judy your two. Believe it or not, Nelson Aguilar is for some reason very good. Because he's fast and plays the slot. Yeah. All you need, right, but bed. he can't catch in real life. Yeah, catch in this game. Hey, Madden, if your speed's ninety-five or above, you're an elite player. Yeah, no matter how bad the rating is. He's not wrong, you know. I mean, he's out of line, but he's right. He's not wrong, you know. Uh, I'm destroying the Packers right now, who have Sam Darnold at quarterback. Nice. Yeah, having a good time. The Tommy Tremble is by tight end, and I hate that. Me and Paul one time, it was during COVID, we would make ourselves and play on either the defense side of the ball or the offense side of the ball. We would create ourselves. We were the Cardinals, and boy, did I miss a lot of tackles. Yep. I didn't know where that was going, but I'm happy it ended up where it did. What was really cool, too, was one year we did it with Jeff, and uh, going into the uh, NFC Championship game, Jeff was uh, in the first half. Jeff had closed out the first half with a pick six as a safety and recorded his uh, 29th interception on the season. Jesus Christ. Yep, and then proceeded to uh, trip and let fucking uh, tight end score a walk-off touchdown for us to lose in the NFC Championship game. F. So they're pretty. Uh, it was a pretty disappointing way to spend uh, a lot of hours of your life. <laughs> I was like, you just need to come back and work at it again next year. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta figure out how to sell all my old video games. For not Pornhub is a pretty good marketplace. What? Nothing. For- nothing. Oh, did you say Pornhub? I was like, yeah. I was like, I think Pornhub is a pretty good marketplace now. That's funny. Well, there's like this website, DK Oldies, that buys like old games and stuff. But like the whole like, like the disclaimer thing on it is like, you know, like you're whenever you whenever you send something in, like you're agreeing to like like, you know, like you're not necessarily like gonna get it back if they don't buy it. And it's like, well, like I don't want that. <laughs> what does that even mean? Into Retro Games Plus. There's like some games like like I don't know, like I sold one game to them because I had two copies of Death Jam Fight for New York for the PS2. That's and awesome. I sold one. I sold one to them for 150 bucks because like that game for whatever reason is just really hard to find. That game is sick. I like it. It's like all right, hey, we're gonna help you to sell this game. We're gonna put it in this wheelbarrow. Um, if we sell it. You know, we'll take care of it. If we don't, well, maybe it gets lost for a while. Yeah. Is it wheelbarrow? Yes. Man, just learned something new today. Take it from the guy who slept Yeah, but this guy also shits in the shower, so he could be wrong. You know, That's true. I always called it a wheelbarrow. 
you know, Mark, it was more appropriate for the guy who have slept in it versus shitting in the shower, which is not relevant to that part. So <laughs> thanks a lot. I don't know. I, you know not, to, not to like really get on, get under Massey's skin and go back to that topic, but I was just like, like Kyle, Kyle like shit himself in bed one night. And I feel like that's more appropriate than just sitting in the shower. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to just go ahead and say to you, we all agree with that. Mm. I don't. <laughs> it's just, like, I got to say, what, I think what, what baffles me more than anything about the pooping in the shower <laughs> thing is that, like, that's a sober decision. Yeah. <laughs> but I, at least, You shouldn't sound so excited about that. But I'm not. At, I, least, when Kyle, at least when Kyle had his incident, there was, a, there was very much to do about Lady Bly. Right, Kyle? That was a fun time. <laughs> I mean, we've told the story a million and a half times. There's the the Paul. I mean, the the Paul and me side of that story, and the Kyle and Jeff side. It's happening simultaneously, and it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, what's really unfortunate about that story is that I said to Kendall earlier that night before all of that was happening, I was like, "Hey, we should invite like one of your friends from Wallingford. Like, what about uh, that Mike Mock guy?" And he goes, "No, I don't invite him up here. Only if yeah. I need a ride." Man, just beat down at every corner. Only if he needed a ride home. Yeah. I can go shopping for the party, too, if you want. Our informants into this, and I've just been eviscerated at every turn. (laughs) At some point, we are going to have to rename the show just like... Hating Kendall Kendall all the time. (laughs) It's too bad the bad friends has already been taken. (laughs) It's a great show. Like, what if we renamed it, like, uh, like, what if we renamed the show, like, you know, Causing Future Therapy? <laughs> or, like, like, uh... Well, if he won't inter- go to the doctor for a hemorrhoid, he's not going to therapy. Yeah. Intermediate yeah, Trauma 101. So we have mountain medicine for. That sounds like a different reason to go to the doctor. <laughs> Rubbing alcohol for outside wounds. <laughs> yeah, that stuff is pretty awful, Kendall. Yep, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak it into a hangout one time. I'm just trying to pick my shot. I, I don't know how you could sneak that into someone's drink. No, no, I'm not gonna like pull one of those. I'm gonna do one of those like an unbeknownst, like, hey, I got everyone nips and do a really good job resealing the cap. Then like, hey, we're all toasted. Then I'm gonna do the shot too because I'm disgusting. Um, They're like, ah, Everclear. I heard what the fuck. Mark, did you listen to this week's Bad Friend podcast? Uh, not yet. They, they talk about a story. I didn't know this was true, but apparently, like, 150 people on this, the set of Titanic were dosed with PCP. Oh, I heard about that. They put it in, like, the punch or something? No, they put it in the New England clam chowder. Oh, oh my. Oh, oh, yes. They just dosed a bunch of chowder with PCP and got everybody high. I forgot about that. It's so fucked up. It's so funny. Tell you, that's a movie I don't care for at all. I've still never seen it. I know that's a shock to everybody on this show, but here's the thing. I couldn't sit down and watch it like maybe more than once every like three, four years. The only thing, like the reason I can watch it is because I will, I always have, I have an infatuation with watching movies based on real events. 
Um, oh, it does kind of irk. It does kind of irk me that they had to like you know put a, a fictional love story in it. I think it's. I think the fact that the Titanic sank is fascinating enough on its own, and how it sank. Then it wouldn't have gotten a billion dollars. Yeah, it's true. So, listen, you should watch that Titanic, but there's also three other Titanics. They made, like, two in the 40s, and there's actually, like, a German one. And those are those are good movies, too. Like, you, if you don't like the, the new, like, what Paul is saying, like, they make a fake love story for, you know, with Leonardo DiCaprio just for the sake of, hey, because we can, go watch like the old... The ones you don't know her name. Ah, uh, hold on. Yeah, it's Kate, right? Huh? It's Kate. I mean, you threw, out a, you threw out a first name. How about a last name? Plus eight. Kate Winslet. I think Massey got it. It's Winslet. Yeah, it's Kate Winslet. Winsock. Um, Kate me like one of your French girls. No, but seriously, go that watch. Be very uncomfortable. <laughs> watch the old Titanic. They're, they're they are really good. All she had to do was get out the fucking door. All she had to do was just move over on the door. Oh, yeah, 100%. Can slide over. Nope, let's just watch this guy die. Fucking bitch. Yeah. Well, I mean, based, based on things I know from people I care deeply about, DiCaprio was probably in the water because he was trying to power wash his asshole. <laughs> my favorite actor I knew reason. he didn't do a great job prior. If I'm going to live, I can't have her smelling this. It's true. It wasn't even that cold water. I mean, icebergs take it, you know. Those form, <laughs> those form, icebergs yeah. old, Kyle. I saw an iceberg on my way to work this morning. No, you didn't. I know. You're not funny tonight. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. What I always found very interesting about Titanic was how uh, there's, um, you know, they don't hesitate to show Kate Winslet like laying on the couch completely naked but then they like don't show like anything except the palm of her hand during the sex scene it's like you already showed basically everything what do you got to lose from here yeah let's see him bounce around <laughs> imagine if they just ripped into like an eight minute sex scene though just <laughs> totally just unprepared the audience and they played mr Brightside over it oh man <laughs> that's very funny I know, I know. Some of you watch it's always sunny, but you, if you guys ever seen the episode where like uh, Charlie and Mac are writing a movie and they end up getting like Dennis to help him, and he's talking about doing a sex scene, he's like, "Here's the twist, we show it." He's like <laughs> full penetration. <laughs> Very funny. That would be wild if a movie did that. Like, imagine, you know, it would obviously be rated like whatever NC seventeen or something. But imagine if if they snuck one through, you know, and you're just like sitting in a movie theater full of people, and then it's just straight porn. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it's just a twelve minute full penetration scene of Melissa like, and Jack Black. I'm not about that life. Talk about shit in the shower. Come on, you don't want you don't want to hear Jack singing peaches to Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> I'm good. Millions of peaches. <laughs> oh, no, no, the, the song that he sang in the Mario movie. I still haven't seen that. I tell you what, it wasn't terrible. I, I, was, I heard of, it was pretty decent. I still want to see it. I just haven't had the time to. Yeah, so Nikola Jokic just made a three-pointer uh, at the like shot clock violation to avoid the shot clock violation. That ball went about 40 feet in the fucking air. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. 
That was pretty good. Yeah, Massey Wilbon over here. Oh, for was that? Uh, let's just be really mean to Kendall for the next twenty minutes. Oof. Like more than normal. So, like, Mock, I want you to be like a level of mean that we're like, like if you can get a ten out of ten, I'll I'll buy you ten Undertakers. I don't want to do that. If you can make him cry, <laughs> I'll make sure you never buy a disc again. I take that. Thank you. I can't do that. I'll do it. <laughs> you know what a waste that would be too if Massey did it. So fucked up. It'd just be a Listen, bunch of discs I'm that s- don't get thrown. I'm so close to being done with school, and then I will have so much free time on the weekends. I have four classes left. I have a question for you, uh, for you gentlemen. Um, I'm curious as to what your guys' opinions are. So, I mean, Mock, I know this isn't your forte, but I'd like you to chime in if you if you feel like you have anything worth talking about. So, I have a basketball question. Base, so, I mean, Real it's quick. technically, it's, it's not over till it's over, but the Real Heat, 3-0 on the Celtics at this point. So, it's looking like, even if the Celtics manage to win a game, the, the Heat are going to just win the series. In your, in your guys' opinion, what's a bigger disappointment? The, the Boston Celtics over the last, we'll call it, three years, because in my opinion, the Boston Celtics, while, they, while they're missing the Brad Stevens element, which I think Kyle would agree with, yeah. uh, there's, enough, there, there's enough talent and depth on that team to win an NBA championship. There's enough talent, there's enough depth, and there's enough defense to win an NBA championship. They're just, they're, they're just not putting it together the right way. And I know coaching is a part of it, but like coaching doesn't co- you can be you can be the best coach in the world. You can't stop the players from being so bad that they give up forty points in the third quarter. So what's a bigger disappointment? This Celtics team over the last we'll call it three years, or the entirety of the process in Philadelphia? Uh, real quick, and then I will actually chime in on that. Um, I'm playing against Denver, who has Daniel Jones as a quarterback. I'm less than 50 seconds into the start of the game, and he's thrown two pick sixes. <laughs> Are you playing against me? <laughs> um, I think that the biggest disappointment overall is probably Boston. Um, there's a stat that I saw somewhere that summed it up pretty succinctly. Uh, you find that the reason I posed this question was from only from the standpoint of the only reason I think that they're more evenly matched than people might give it credit for is that at least Boston made it to the finals last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, at least like, at least this team made it to the, to the finals. Like the process has, have the, have the Sixers made it to the Eastern conference finals with Embiid? No, no, they've never made that a second round. Right. Who won yep. the title last year? they got was against the Raptors in Game 7, I think. The, the Warriors won the title last year. Okay. Mark. That's what I Warriors. thought, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, the Warriors beat the Celtics. Um, So that's why, like, you know... Like, that I came down to 6, didn't it? Yes, I think the Warriors won it in 6. I think, that sounds right. So, 
All right. Yeah. So that's that's why I posed it because like if the Celtics had just you know not made it to the finals, I think it would just kind of have been the Celtics. Just from the standpoint of like, I think the Celtics over the last three to four years have been a more well-rounded team and have had more depth and talent and like talent around their stars than the Sixers have been able to do since the process is kind of like really. And when I say the process, I don't count the Jaleel Okafor and Nerlens Noels. The the Embiid. The beginning of Embiid to now is what I consider the, the process to be. I mean, the trust the process thing always started with them like losing a bajillion games and getting all these first round picks and drafting well well known assets for draft capital and stuff like that was. The, but the process really it, it's an Embiid thing. So go ahead, Master. Do you have your Do you have your stat or no? I'm trying to find it. It's something about. Uh... Well, here, try, you keep trying to find it. We'll let Kyle chime in on it as the resident resident Sixers fan. And then if you can't find it, then you can kind of just give us the, the, the rundown on what, what you remember it being. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I the Celtics have had better teams. So that's why I think it's more disappointing. I mean, when the Sixers first got into the playoffs, it was the beginning of Ben Simmons and J.J. Redick. But J.J. Redick doesn't play defense. Um, it, it's just been a big disappointment because they've tried to bring in a second star and it hasn't really worked. Like James Harden, from the moment they traded for him, I didn't think they were going to win a championship with him. He's just not right. that type of player. So I understand that, but like, so the, again, like another kind of, aspect to it that I thought made it a little bit more interesting was that like the Celtics have more talent but it's more homegrown talent mm-hmm. whereas the, the Sixers just keep kind of going out and getting the next big hot thing and it just doesn't work and it doesn't work and now you have a situation where you have a great head coach who got fired because of the performance of a former MVP who's not going to stay with the team you have you know, the Celtics, while they do have real good talent, they don't have an MVP on their team. The Sixers had two this year. And I, and I, the only reason I think that it's the conversation is worth, despite how good the Celtics teams have been and how much more depth talent-wise, at least they've been able to put two, two or three Eastern Conference Finals together in the last four years and a Finals appearance. Whereas the Sixers, they just they can't they just can't. They, I mean, they they have kind of consistently lost to inferior teams. Well, they can never beat the Celtics. I know they can never beat the Celtics. I, I totally understand it. I, I totally get it. But like the if Raptors was down to one shot, he just happened to make it. So I, I understand that. I, I I see what you're saying, Kyle. But you can't. You can't boil it down to one shot. No, like, no. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Right. Like, I'm saying there's, like, there's certain teams that the Sixers have always played up to and always played down to. Like, the Heat and the Celtics, they can't beat them. No matter how bad they're playing, they will find a way to lose. They just don't match up well with them. But, like, so like I understand that, but, like, I feel like that can't be a reason why the Celtics are more disappointing. No, I'm I'm just giving facts of why the Sixers suck. Massey, any luck? 
think I'm getting closer. I think we're just one because they have they've gotten there time after time, and they just time never, after time, and they, and they, like they refuse to like go out and get like, another, not a star, but another like elite level player. Yeah, I I have I have a thing to add, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go last um, to listen to everybody's points. Kendall, do you want to chime in at all? Or do I you feel I, like I do. Um, I, I'll preface this by saying that I always thought it was kind of weird how like the Brad Stevens thing, like he went like from head coach to to GM, and I feel like in kind of like rather quick fashion. And I that maybe that's just my lack of understanding. But I just thought there was like a really good head coach there, and there was something special, and then it's kind of like, hey, let's just let's advance to the next step. Now, with that being said, I just I feel like the 76ers are the more disappointing. And Paul, I know you said that we can't include the like Nerlens Noel stuff, but I feel like we have to because I think there was a lot of stock that went into like, hey, losing these games and you know the acquisition of personnel for draft picks and this and that, and like it, it was such a culminating thing for the 76ers that like like trust the process like. Originally, it was like, oh, this is going to be like a three-year thing. And then you watch it kind of get expanded, expanded, expanded. Then you know, Embiid gets you know, drafted. Then Ben Simmons you know, gets drafted. And you have this squad. And then you watch all these players that were going to be such important pieces of the team kind of they, – they get unhappy and they get traded away. And then you bring in different pieces. And it just it – just, the team never really goes anywhere. And then like, now we're looking at, like you said, the MVP probably not, not playing there. It's like – that to me, that's the disappointment because they've, and I say it just from the hype standpoint. Boston, yeah, they have perhaps better players and it's homegrown, but it just to me there there was less like kubla about it, and that's why I feel like it's less disappointing. Give me a quick rundown on the first picks. It, wh- wh- who was first? Was it Noel first? Uh, Noel was first, then Okafor. Yeah. Then Fultz. Then Simmons, then Fultz. Simmons, then Fultz, then Embiid? Yeah. Okay. The only one that you have to, like, think they could change is... Fultz. Fultz. They should have drafted Jason Tatum. Yes, they should have. But Jaleel Okafor was a generational center. His game just doesn't translate into the NBA. Today, no, 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 I no, I agree with you. I think the only, I think the only one that they really, really botched. I mean, yet yeah, hindsight and armchair and quarterback and all this stuff. But like the Nerlens Noel thing, there was a lot of hype. Jaleel Okafor, the, the the hype was was very real um, about him. The Markel Fultz one was a little bit of a head. Ben Simmons made total sense, and Joel Embiid made total sense. It was just you know, it, it didn't all you know. It's just it, it's a you know, it's weird. It's just and and Kendall, I agree with you from the standpoint because. I do think you need to kind of include the pre-Joel Embiid part of the process just from the standpoint of, because Kyle, I think you would agree with this. If Nerlens Noel or Jaleel, Jaleel Okafor, one of them, not even both, but just one of them, if one of them had turned out to be what the Sixers thought they would have been, Joel Embiid would have never been a Sixer. Correct. And they also drafted Embiid knowing he wasn't playing his first year. That was, well, that was, wasn't Noel Embiid Noel Embiid and Simmons were all drafted knowing they weren't playing the first year, right? Uh, not Simmons. Simmons got hurt at the Vegas uh, uh, Summer League. Yeah. Yeah. But Noel, they, he tore his ACL like, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and then Embiid got hurt too. Yeah, he, his foot. I think he missed his first two years. 
Yeah, because I remember the whole joke about being rookie of the year thing with him. <laughs> oh, that, 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 Simmons, was yeah. that was Simmons. Two time uh, rookie of the year. Do you want to chime in at all or no? You don't have to. I know basketball. You know, um, I look at it. I mean, to to make the comparison, they're they're pretty much like the NBA's fucking Buffalo Bills. Like they they have flashy guys that are good, but they just can't get it done. Which team, the Celtics or the Sixers? I mean, really both, but I'd say more the Celtics. Like every year, like the Celtics are hyped going into every season, and similar to the Buffalo Bills, just fizzle when it matters. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Massey, what's your uh, what's your end looking like? I wasn't able to find it, but the gist of it <clears throat> that I found was the Celtics have been upset favorites seven times this season, I think. Um, and that's the most, I, I think it was like the most since like 2001 or something like that. Um, which I know we talked about, like they're missing the Brad Stevens aspect of it. I mean, I think Udoko probably would have helped with that aspect too if that whole thing hadn't happened as well. But um, that team is just the most inconsistent that I can think of that I've seen with that much talent. Um, There are nights that they look like even Prime Braun couldn't have beat them. And then there are nights that looks like we could have gone out as a starting vibe and beat them. It's the most maddening thing in the world to watch. It has to be along the lines of like being a Green Bay fan. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the league and you guys know you're always in contention and you're always going to get to at least the division round or the NFC championship and then you're just going to fucking lose and it never amounts to anything. Yep. Go ahead. All right. In my personal opinion, their team is is made around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah, they're both inconsistent. More Jalen Brown than Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum puts up thirty points a night. Yes, in the Sixer game, he went three fifteen, but you knew that he was going to be the one that wins that game. All right. Either way. But you have Al Horford, who's 75. Okay, Marcus Smart is, can only play defense. Malcolm Brogdon is a shell of himself as he was in Indiana. They, they rely on those two guys to score 80 points a night. That's not a winning formula. All right, so I'll give I'll give my quick two cents on it, and then we'll move on to a different one, because um, I have a couple of these like kind of like more disappointing type questions. So I totally agree with what Kyle said. The, the offense completely runs for, for for the Boston Celtics. The offense runs through Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, and like Massey said, the the two of them are inconsistent, while both very talented and have the ability to put up a hundred points. They're they're just too inconsistent to have an offense run through, and the thought process is that, oh, well, if one of them, we only need one of them to be going off at any moment in time. And, like, this Miami Heat series just 
there's been a lot of instances where neither of them are going off or a lot of instances in the Sixers series, for example. I think the problem with the Sixers or with the uh, Celtics is it's less than, it's less about the inconsistency of them. And it's more so that like they make the, the, the game run through them, which is what I think really is hurting them right now. Cause they're both really young. Jason Tatum, if you really watch his game, the if he makes 15 mistakes in a game, 14 of them are just like rookie level mistakes. He's still young. I mean, what is he, 23? Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's wicked young and he's not matured and he's gonna make mistakes. And the Celtics, you know, even if it is Boston, the Celtics are are, are a big, deep organization. And it, it whether it's New York or whatever, the the Boston media for basketball is huge. Um, the Sixers, my big problem with them is that it seems like from both the organizational standpoint and from the fan base standpoint, it's kind of like a we're just happy to get to the next step. Like, like this process idea has become more of a trust the process, whether it takes two years or 50 years we're gonna like like to me i feel like the amount of fans that are disappointed in the sixers not making the eastern conference finals this year is less than the amount of fans that are just going to be like oh good for them they made it to the eastern conference finals they took the next step had they had they made it like there's no pressure on them and to, to to do anything it feels like there never is on the sixers and it doesn't make any sense to me um i think that with the Sixers, the problem is that they keep shooting themselves in the foot trying to go after this elite all-star, whether it's James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, whatever. And, you know, they got lucky with the Tyrese Maxey thing. You know, he's he's been playing very well for them. He's been good. But they're not letting any of their homegrown talent turn into anything, like the Matisse Thibel situation. I think that he was a perfect player for that team. He was somebody that would went out and didn't, he didn't need to or didn't care to score. He was going to play elite defense and shut the other team's best player down. Um, to me, I would say the more disappointing is, is just for me, it's got to be the Sixers. And the only reason I say it is just that the Sixers are a team that always, like Joel Embiid always puts up amazing years. They always have another superstar on the team, whether or not he's consistently performing to a high level or not. But they always have somebody, which even if James Harden goes out and only puts up 15 points, he's going to demand the attention of a good defender on the other team because he has the ability to put up 40. And then they have all these other pieces around him. The reason is the Sixers are just they're, they're never the top team in the East. They're, they're never in contention for top team in the East. And they just I, I just I can't like to me, the fact that they haven't made and Eastern Conference Finals with with Joel Embiid, who I think a lot of people would regard as the best big man in the NBA and the, a top five player in the NBA, is just baffling to me. But that's just that's my two cents. I don't, if anybody wants, Kyle, if you want to rebuttal, you can, but no pressure. They do have Embiid and Harden. And, like, Max is good, but, like, the benches is so weak. But even still, like I, I don't think that that is a, is a, a reason why 
there can be an argument for like why they're not more disappointing. Like I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like no, I didn't I like saying that. Like I'm I, just I'm I didn't saying, like the makeup of this team. Like I'm just saying like you well like it's just but that's been the problem for the Sixers since Embiid's become a star. Uh-huh. Is that it's just it's two it's it's two or three starters that are impactful and then the rest of the team is just below average role players. Because the PJ Tucker signing I thought was terrible. But he was huge in the Celtics series. He was, but like the guy puts up zero points forty two games out of the eighty one. I get it. No, I get it. It was like the it was like the Michael Scott thing. Like like when Michael Scott was there, it was like That guy should have been in jail. Yeah, but it was like one of those things where it's like probably probably would have been you know, or had had like seven or eight games a year where he was the reason they won, but then also had sixty games where, you know, if he hadn't shown up, nobody would have noticed. Uh-huh. So all right. The next one I it's gonna be baseball related. So Massey, I'll give you the shoes of Mike Mock on this one. Feel free to chime in if you'd like. Um I think you, which I think you will, because there's going to be a Yankees aspect to it. I'm try, I tried to incorporate kind of like a, a a team or so of each of ours into it, so that would be some more conversation based to it. Um, what's more disappointing in a bit from a baseball standpoint, the individual season from the 2000, I believe it was 2001 Seattle Mariners. Was it 2001, Kyle? When they won like 100 plus games. When they, they won the most games in MLB history, right? I think it was like 1999-2000. It was around that era. But they won like it was that that was the year they won what 116 games or something. Yeah. That's the, that's the MLB record, right? Yep. Yeah. So the Seattle Mariners, you know, team losing in 5 to the Yankees in the ALCS not even making it to the uh not even making it to the World Series. Or the um, the Yankees from 2010 to now in terms of their um, because I, I I went I looked at this like they're over the weekend and I can't find my note on it my phone they've been to one World Series since 2010. Uh, is- I think, no, I don't think they've been to any. No, they haven't been to any. That's right. They lost to the Houston Astros. That's right. So, or, or the the Yankees organization having not been to a World Series since their last World Series win, which I know they've won a bajillion, so it's like you know they're they're due for a stretch of not winning one, but not even making it to one. Being the New York Yankees, I think is just it's a little baffling. I think for the average baseball fan, so feel free to chime in. Um. I, I think it's the Mariners. Actually, no, I don't, because that Mariner team had only offense. They didn't really have great pitching. The Yankees have lived off the money for ever and ever, and now lately they've, they've just been paying guys that they shouldn't be paying, like Aaron Hicks, who's making what is it? $40 million by not even playing for the Yankees for the next two years. They're paying the wrong people. Instead of going after the big star and making an impact, 
They're going after the little people who they hope to make an impact. That's just my take on it. So, Kyle, I agree with what you're saying about what how Seattle is structured, but I disagree because, I mean, for me, like, the Yankees have a pedigree, and they've won a lot of World Series over decades and decades, and I don't think it's more disappointing. It's more more shocking. I think Seattle is more disappointing because, think about it, like, all, all the buildup, you know, it's, it's a team that it's uh, – I want to say it is it a 60s-era team when they came into existence – I don't think it's 50s. I think it's a 60s era team. And kind of they've had like moderate success. And then that year, I think it was, maybe it was 1999 into 2000 to win 116 games. And then to lose, 90, like you lose in the World Series, it's fine. At least, at least you made it. At least you were the best in your, your conference. But to not make it at all, I mean, I, to me, that's like the biggest disappointment. And, and Yeah, but it doesn't mean the better team. But I just mean like the, the Yankees. Dude, that Yankee was stacked. Okay, in a in a seven game series, you're facing Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit, El Duque. Okay. Right, but I'm I'm not saying that Yankees team was was a bum. That's not what I'm. But what I'm saying like, is, it's not like they went out and lost to like you know. To today's athletics in the playoffs, right? But but it's still disappointing. I think I think it's way more disappointing than than not being in the World Series for for ten plus years. I just, uh, it's just something that you, you've grown to expect, you know. From, from yeah, the but like you think of the pedigree, like right? the Yankees, like they should be in it. People believe that they should be in it. At least no. once every three years, right? I mean, yes, but I think that that's more of surprise than a disappointment. I'm, I mean, it's a disappointment because of the way that the front office is handling it and keeping I, that bum of a manager around. I, and I don't disagree with the points you're making, but I, but what I feel though is like when you think about it, there are we see it every so often. There are these teams that they're the Cinderella story. You get excited about it, even if you're not a fan, and you put stock in it, and then they they, they do something special, and then they don't get that happy ever after moment that, I mean, it just, as a sports fan, it just, it just, it's gut wrenching. It kills you. And I just feel like that's the real disappointing factor. They're not a Cinderella team. But I think, but I think it is. I mean, they I, were not a Cinderella team. But, but yes, Kyle, they were. Because think about it. Overall, Seattle, like th- that franchise is pretty much, it's, it's snake bitten. It, it, it's, it's the, the, you know, the Detroit Lions, the Cleveland Browns yeah, of from baseball. Like, from, the, from like the mid 2000s time. Were yeah. they a good team the year before? Yes, they're not a Cinderella story, Kendall. No, but they are though. Because think about it. They're they, not. No, they no, were not. A no, no. Listen, ba- baseball is not like that. Baseball is not one year and one year. Football is that way. Football is one year and one year. Baseball is three to five years. That's what it, baseball. It's just how it is. It's the nature of that sport. Kyle, you know better than anybody. Baseball because of the way players come up and you know you know rosters form. You know, granted that players stay healthy. Players have, I mean, teams have these brackets of three to five years of relevancy. We're seeing it right now. The Astros are right now are kind of perhaps on the tail end of their, you know, you know, series of relevancy. It's you say that, that, but they're on like a nine-game win. Well, listen, the, the Astros—they're playing very well. But when you, when you put it down and you you lay it against all these teams in in MLB history, that's what they are. There, there's the well, no, Kendall, so Kendall. I think the I think the problem is. I think you're using Cinderella story incorrectly. I think you're looking for something different. Cause like Cinderella like, story is a team that comes out of nowhere. 
Right. Like, and... like, so like, like in the, in the grand scheme of things, the Seattle Mariners are a pretty whatever franchise in terms of winning percentage, but like, a Cinderella that, story would be the Nick Foles Eagles. Okay, so the, I, be that as it may, I, but but my point I'm trying to say, like baseball it doesn't necessarily fall into that Cinderella story. You can't because it's not, it's never a one year. It's it's it it doesn't happen. It's baseball. It's 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 a couple years built into a time frame. It's because that's just we how watched it's, the Nationals do that like two or three years ago. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> they lost Bryce Harper. Everybody kind of wrote them off for dead. They won the world, and then they came out of nowhere. Yeah, but I mean that's that's not an example. I mean, so the, the Nationals were a good a good enough team. Like Bryce Harper was just the the face of the team. Is all we've seen. We've seen teams win without their quote star before. So, fun fact: I feel like I just presented good examples anything. and just brushed aside. In two thousand and two and two thousand and three, the Mariners finished ninety three and sixty nine and missed the playoffs. Just yeah. a fun fact. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, 93 wins, especially in the early 2000s, is a big deal. What the f- 2002? Sorry. I'm just- was good. The Yankees, the Red Sox. Yankee. Oh, okay. Red Sox. Yankees finished 103 and 58. Red Sox finished 93 and 69. Probably just had the tiebreaker. Well, that was the whole thing. Like the, the the Red Sox and the Yankees from like 2000 to like 2000 and like nine, it was one A one B. Like it, it was really just they they only fought to see who was winning the division. The other team was pretty much guaranteed the wild card. I lied. Red Sox didn't make it either. <laughs> the Athletics had a one hundred three fifty nine record, and the Angels had a ninety nine sixty three record. No, uh, Mark, do you care to weigh in at all? I just realized my mic's been muted. <laughs> Mark, tell us what you think a Cinderella story is. Huh. Uh, it was a movie with uh, Hillary Duff. I've seen it a few times. It's <laughs> it's pretty good. Was Hillary Duff in a Cinderella story? Yeah, it was her and Chad Michael Murray. Oh, not the Cinderella story I'm thinking of. No, you're thinking of the one with the tentacles. Oh, man. Very funny. It was bad that year. You remember that one, Mass? It was the one where the guy has the tentacles. That come, they come out of his arms, and then they grab the poop and throw it in the toilet. <laughs> they generally don't come out of a dude. I was not greenlit to play in that. All right, so, so far, I just want to Mach- go over some stats for you guys real quick, just just before Mach weighs in. Okay. Um. Uh, <laughs> In this game, Daniel Jones has thrown zero touchdowns, four interceptions, and fumbled the ball once. (laughs) No. Five turnovers. The Phillies are the only team to not play 162 games in 2002. Why? They played 161. Why? Probably 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 like a rain delay in the last series that they couldn't make up and it didn't play off difference. I did. I did probably make shit. That could have been the deciding factor of a 500 season, though. Philly's <laughs> <laughs> got screwed. That's very funny. <laughs> Mock, do you care to weigh in at all? I'm sorry, you'll have to refresh. Uh, Matt Massey distracted me there. So, <laughs> what, 
what's a what would you consider to be more of a more of a disappointment the the ending result of the 2001 Seattle Mariners season where they set the MLB record that still stands for wins in a season just to kind of basically get blown out of the ALCS and lose in five or for an organization with the pedigree of the New York Yankees to not have one World Series appearance since 2009. So um, going on 15 years. I, I would say the, the Mariners one, just because it's more of like a, a – you know that that's like a record-setting team that that then just crumbled. Um, it didn't crumble. What? It, it didn't crumble. The one Mariners. Yeah, that Yankees team was stacked. But again, but again, you're talking about a team that that won. You know, set the record for the most win, and then yeah, but crumbled they're molding the. CF. But they like, played. One of the they probably played one of the best rotations of all time. Yes, but still, like again, it's another crumble. thing where I mean, call it what you want. They lost in five. That's fine. They didn't crumble. I gotta but, look, um, look at this. The other, the other side of it, like it, it is, you know, as a Yankees fan, a bummer they haven't won a World Series. But uh, you know. Well, they haven't Every, been to a World Series. I, no, I know one or, or been to it, but I mean, like, um, they they had because I'm trying to think about like, I think they missed the playoffs once in that span. I think it was one time they missed. I think that's but, the um, majority got fired, isn't it? Um, I would assume. I, I'm not totally sure offhand. I want to say it was like 2016. 15, 16, somewhere around there. Um, but I mean, you know, there's there's only two teams that go to the World Series every year, you know? Um, Breaking news, it's true. <laughs> you know, but that's what I mean. Like, there's only two teams that can go. Um, and, and at least twice, could be three, like, you know, they came within an inning. Of going, so I mean, it's they've always kind of been sniffing around and just haven't gotten over the hump. So they've missed. We got a fire boom. They've missed the playoffs three times since two thousand and nine, and they've lost in the ALCS five times. And they lost in the divisional round three times, and then they lost in the wild card round once. We're all three to Houston. Uh, <laughs> well, two were. Last year was the championship. So that was that's a yes. 2019, and then the other one was in 2012. No, oh, sorry, 2017. Then they lost 2012. I, I thought it was 17. Um, but that—that's what I mean. I mean, it's disappointing, but again, like, only two teams can go. Well, I, I get it. Only two teams can go, but I—it's I, just—it's weird. It's, it just—it feels like the Yankees are just like 
when you, when you before the season starts, you always just go, okay, so it's going to be the Yankees versus who? It, it's also, I mean, the the Yankees, the way they're operated now is is very different than you know, yeah, years past when when and George Steinbrenner. Like, it, it's well, very different. Kyle kind of touched on that, how that's kind of part of the disappointment, though, is that they're, they're paying the wrong people and they're not going after the right stars. Like before, and, and, and I kind of agree with that, in like the early 2000s, the 2000s and the 1990s and the 1980s, they, they, they went after the best with whatever money was needed to do it, whereas now it's kind of like we're going to go after, a, you know, we're not going to go after the best, we're going to go after a, um, a top-ish guy with kind of like uh, middle to a, a lot of money instead of just throwing whatever we need to at the best. But that's guy what I mean. Else. That's that's the change in the ownership where where the Steinbrenner sons don't spend the same way their dad did, which is stupid and, because they have so much more money. Yeah. Well, they do, well, well, because Kyle kind of brought a point up though that they like if you really like break it down, they do kind of spend the same. It's just they're spending it on extensions instead of free agents, and they're extending players like. Hicks, who's not even playing for them anymore, and is getting paid, you know, like thirty million dollars. <laughs> but yeah, at the time, at the time he signed that extension, it wasn't a bad contract. It was a bad contract because you were never able to hit. At the time when he got extended, he was still playing well, and it was after the and then he was just hurt forever. It's it just, I mean, that that's just kind of how baseball goes. Um. Yeah, and before that, though. Yes, I know, but what I'm saying, like, before he signed that extension, he was playing well for the Yankees. Defense, like, he was playing, he was good. (laughs) And he got the money, and and then it just, it fell apart. I mean, it it happens, especially in baseball. You see guys sign, you know, it's almost like you get one one contract too many. It it is what it is. Um, That's the part that I think is, like, I, like I kind of agree with Kyle from the standpoint of like a little hard to swallow the, the like that is baseball, but that's not the Yankees. The Yankees don't do that. Like there's like there's, like you don't you, you, there's you don't really think of the Yankees as the type of team who are gonna like pay an exorbitant amount of money to somebody that's gonna end up being useless. I mean they've they've done that for a while, honestly. No, they've done it, but I mean, but like, like every team, like I agree with you, they've done it. Every team's done it, but like, the old Yankees would have gotten Bryce Harper, <laughs> and I think that's massive. Like, I mean, that's funny, but I mean, I, that's I think that's part of the thing that kind of falls into like the disappointment thing, where it's like it's, you know, like am I wrong? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's yeah. what I think. I think there's a, a certain level of that that plays into the disappointment from the standpoint of like, you know, like. Why winning do you go spend money anymore. Winning doesn't seem, you know, like winning at all costs doesn't kind of seem like it's the narrative in New York anymore. Whereas, that, you know, that's like, the the change in the ownership, right? But it's I mean, change... but, but from a, but that's what I'm saying though. But like from the Yankees pedig, that's like why I included them in this, is because like from the Yankees pedigree standpoint, it was win at any cost, no matter the cost. And now it's just keep costs down and try to win. And if it happens, cool. If it doesn't, at least we keep making the playoffs kind of thing. I, like I do like think... It seems I like it's kind of too, like more of a we're happy to be here kind of thing. I, I think another big thing that, I mean, uh, not just affects the Yankees, but that used to be like where 
players went to get paid. Like, if you were going for a bit, you were able to sign with, like, what, maybe three different teams to sign, like, those big contracts. Yep. And and that's not like that anymore. Um, You know, you see a lot of teams handing out money. Yeah, there's certainly a lot more parity in that aspect now. I agree, but I also think, too, that kind of what kind of goes hand in hand with the nature of this conversation is I think that there's also more options in terms of like, like the Yankees just don't have the hold on it anymore from, you know, from 19, from 19, you know, fucking Oh one to 2009. If you played for the Yankees for more than a year, there was a good chance you were winning a world series. And now that's not the case so much anymore. Like now it's just kind of more open. Like there's like, there's like intrigue to go play for, the fucking Dodgers to go play for the Giants, to go play for the Braves, to go play for a lot of these other teams. Whereas like in 2001, you, you would have been an idiot to go take a, a big contract to play for the Braves because at best you were losing to the Yankees in the world series. That was the thought. If you signed with anybody, but the Yankees, you were either signing a contract to lose in the ALCS or lose in the world series. And, and if you signed with the Yankees, you were signing to win a world series. And that's what, like, I, like I, I totally agree. A different level of ownership. I totally get it. I understand it's part of sports. All that. It just, I think, part of the disappointment is just that, like, from the the pedigree of the Yankees, it's the complete opposite of like the Dallas Cowboys. Like the Dallas Cowboys is like, at you know, pay to be mediocre at any cost. We're going to be mediocre no matter what it costs us. But like for like the Yankees, it was it was just you know from however long to when he stopped being the, the the primary guy, it was whatever it takes us to make the world series. That's what we're going to do. And now it just kind of seems like it's like not so much the case. And it just, it bothers me. I don't know why. I don't know why I was, you know, you always, you always like to see fresh faces when you're not like, I'm not a fan of the Yankees, I'm not a fan of any new England baseball team, but like, you know, like outside of Yankees fan bases and we'll call it Red Sox fan bases. Um, you know, you you like to see fresh faces, not because you hate the Yankees, just because it's more intriguing to see variety when you're watching. Because like, if you're a big baseball fan, like Kyle, for example, you know, Kyle is going to be more intrigued to watch all seven games, every pitch of uh, fucking Mariners Marlins World Series than he would be to watch a Dodgers Astros World Series. The the other thing too, I mean, this isn't the first time that like this has happened to the Yankees. I mean, from from eighty one to ninety six was the same thing. It, it isn't just, that around the time that Steinbrenner bought the Yankees, though? Uh no. Was it earlier? Was it in the seventies? I think so. Because the Yankees were were bad in the eighties, right? But in the eighties, though, that's the thing. In the eighties, though, they were just missing the playoffs. Like they missed the playoff. Like they weren't making it to. They weren't making it to one out of every two ALCSs. So that's that's why. Like, like I I, I figured someone was going to bring that up. That's why I brought that. Like, yes, I totally agree. But like, at least in that time frame, there was like twelve straight years of them just not making the playoffs. So like, they were just a bad team. 
there wasn't a time. And back then, you didn't you, you farmed your team more. You didn't go out and sign free agents, like 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 Carlton Fisk, like going from like the White Sox to the Red Sox was like a humongous thing. And the guy played for two teams in his career. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't like it is now, where an MLB player is going to play for four teams in his career. Um, but like for this Yankees team, it's just like like the pieces are like like it's like they're almost there, but they're just like refusing of financially getting to the next step. Like like Massey made the joke, like like the Bryce Harper thing, like. Two thousand and five New York Yankees would have said, "Oh, I don't care if you want to play here. I'm going to offer you money that you can't refuse." Right. Because we're going to go to seven of the next ten World Series. Win or lose them, we're going to them. No, that's a fair point. And I think that's what kind of makes me feel like slightly more disappointed in the Yankees is just that like. There, there is this pedigree, and like, because of the MLB's casual rules and spending, and how it's basically a joke, you can spend however much you want, and it doesn't mean anything. Also, in sports, I feel like it's very often that you see the best team in the league doesn't ever usually make it super far into the playoffs. I mean, occasionally you get those ones that win everything, but I feel like it's a lot more common to see the team. Well, that really, has I mean, well, the thing to really. look if you look at it since like the two thousands. If you look at it, since the two thousand, since two thousand, generally the best team every year doesn't win. Right, they usually burn out in the early in the playoffs, or, or, or they make it all the way and they just don't. They don't have it. I and mean, seventeen and no Patriots. Yeah, you can look across every sport. Look at the Bruins this year. Well, the it, these are the. Look, this look is at, basically look at like all but two of the President Cup winners since two thousand. I think the last President Cup winner to win the Stanley Cup was the Blackhawks, and that was in the shortened lockout season. Didn't, I mean, didn't, look, look, uh, didn't the Ovechkin do it? They weren't the President's Cup winner. They they weren't. No, they they came in like the fourth seed or something. I thought. Hold on, but like look at the seventy-nine Warriors. Uh. No, the 2012-2013 Chicago Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup. Uh, all the years the Capitals were the President's Cup trophy, they lost in the second round. Yeah, the year that they won. The last one was the Blackhawks in 2012-2013 when they beat the Browns. They, uh, they finished in first in their division. But they didn't have the best record in the, in the league. I believe, the, I believe the year that they won it, that was the year that the National Predators were the best team. Uh, what year did they win it? Seventeen eight. Predators won fifty three games that year. Yeah. What? Nope. Yeah. Tampa Bay was the better team. They won fifty. Nineteen. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'll kind of wrap it up. I have more of them, so we can touch back on this another time for just some debate. We we spent a lot of time talking about Kendall's anus, so. No better way, I'd rather spend my Monday night. Me talking, too. Talking about someone's dirty third eye. 
You know, the, you know the problem too is is that you know Kendall doesn't even do a good job cleaning it in the shower. You know he doesn't. Oh, I disagree. I I don't. You guy, you can't even see straight. I, I do a fine job. You got to make it worth it. If you're going through all the trouble, you better make it worth it. Yeah, sound, sounds to me like you're just using the shower as an excuse to throw a finger in your bum. No finger, just just the the pressure that water provides. So you ever had a dick digger? <laughs> uh, <coughs> that's funny. Getting all smoke of the ganja over there. Yeah, the the pollen ganja. So Kendall, you got about five minutes. Do you want to touch on your thing, or do you want to save it? No, we'll save it. All right. Does anybody have any uh, little little open floor remarks? We got a couple minutes to spare before we sign off. Yeah, fuck Kendall. There we go. Kyle hating me Mark? early, hating me late. Mock. I'm all set. Would you like to elaborate on what Kyle said, though? You know, I I think Kendall's had a rough go of it. So, uh. You know, we could just kind of leave it there. If it was me, he'd be all in. I'd like to be all in. I don't know, Kyle. I think I'm uh, pretty even with you on the being uh, shit on floor. I don't know, because I think I only really shit on you on the air. Yeah, I get it off air, which is worse. I don't know. I, I think we kind of split it. Well, no, we don't split it. I think it's probably 60-40. You know what, Let's team up and shit on everybody else. Kyle, we'll lose. We'll, we'll still do it. <laughs> we'll lose. Our teamwork won't mean anything. I'll Kyle, stand beside you. Kyle, this is no offense to you at all, but if you and, you and Kendall decide to do that, I can promise you that my insulting like abilities are much more creative than the both of you combined. I don't care. Just sit back. I I think that you will, though. Yeah. A lot of friendships that will end that day. (laughs) Maybe that's a trick. Maybe we all just stop being friends. What are we trying to do the trick for? I think we all just stop being friends. Okay. Good night, guys. Friends wouldn't we'll take a night to we'll each other. it up in a month. <laughs> well, hand in those uh, membership cards that Matthew was talking about earlier on the show, and then that'll be it. Kendall, I'm not your friend anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. And, uh, Mark, I can't go disc golfing with you. Well, that sucks. I mean, you disc golf with players you don't like. Mass, I, I, uh, I'll still help you with the microwave, though. Oh, thank you. Anybody else who wants to help with the microwave is more than welcome to come for it. Yeah, but it won't be fun. I'm gonna so, take down my microwave and install a new one. Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna mount Kendall to a wall while he tries to make microwave noises. <laughs> no, nah, still more vacuum. Yeah, I, I I don't have it tonight. Fair. Uh. Master, did you end up drinking anything? I did. What'd you have? I had a Christmas Bud Light. Okay. Wow. Um, I, I believe I that. Had... No, I didn't go right in Mock's house. Um, Hilarious. I just... <laughs> I just had some uh, Reposado tequila. What brand? Julio. Nice. 
And how was it? One the Souls collection. Don't act like it's your first time. I mean, it was good. I didn't have a large plaza or anything. I think I poured half a jig and then that was it. Careful with those uh, things you printed off the computer at work there, Mass. <laughs> You're going to need one. <laughs> and also, Mock, I didn't laugh because Kyle's heritage is more in the rum world than the uh, tequila world. <laughs> but Mass's drink inspired me to have another shot of tequila. But yeah, that's what we needed tonight. We sure did. Uh, how was your agua? I had Azubuco green tea. No, you didn't. That's very funny, though. I didn't it make, was. I didn't make a tea I, out of Azubuco. I got a pretty good chuckle out of that, Kyle. Thank you. I got some of it. Hey, Kyle, you know who really sucks? Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. You guys remember uh, his all-time bag fumble? He, he's the worst. Here's the thing. Whoever goes to the Lakers, I just hate him for life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate him for life. And, Once and, they're drafted by the Lakers. Fucking hate the Lakers. Kyle, but here's I the thing. I, I think that statement only applies to post-Kobe Lakers, right? I mean, I didn't really like the Lakers when Kobe was playing. But you didn't hate Kobe. No, no, no. I didn't hate Kobe. I just hate the Lakers. Right, but I'm saying, but like when Kobe was there, like you liked Kobe, you liked Shaq, you liked Powell. Fuck Derek Fisher. Also, fuck uh, Smush Parker. Well, Kyle, that just goes without saying. You didn't even have to bring that name up, and I would have known that you meant it. And uh, uh, Jordan Farmer, he could die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about him. Matt Barnes was cool, though. He was okay, had the magic. I love Matt Barnes. Mark, how was your uh, high life? Serviceable. You love it. Serviceable. So he like, didn't say no. On a scale of a, uh, on a scale of like a one toss of fried egg on a cheeseburger to uh, throwing your shit out of a shower, what would you rank it? Um. I see tens of both end, baby. <laughs> I mean, it, it's probably, uh, you know, right in the middle. That's so, fair. Pooping on an egg. Nice. Yeah. I have a feeling that when Kendall grabs his poop and throws it in the, the toilet, he just keeps the hand out of the shower and never washes it. He definitely missed once. <laughs> I, I, never, I never missed. Nobody's falling down trying to throw it in. Remember, seven eighths. It's like Kareem Abdul Jabbar out there. Did you really not know his name? No, I was gonna say Kareem Abdul the the read, but it sounded stupid, so I stopped. Yeah, good idea. How was your beer? Your awful uh, Becky beer. So I had the uh Becky's Gelato Girl uh strawberry shortcake version of the ice cream man. Uh following up uh after having the creamsicle version, uh both at six point four percent. I did like this one a lot less. Um, it says basically the description on the back is the same, except it says our take on the strawberry shortcake popsicle. I actually don't know what that is. I know like the Nestle Crunch like type ice cream. You never thing. had you never had the strawberry shortcake pop from like like a ice cream bar from like an ice cream truck. No, I don't think I ever have. Well, you're an asshole. No, really. Yeah. I mean, I I can't think of a time. I don't even I... like strawberry things, and I've had that. 
I, I can't even picture it like on the side of the truck. I don't know why. Ink and like white crumbles. It's got to be. I would have to say that it's probably like the fourth most purchased thing from an ice cream truck. Yeah. Is it like all time? Is it like look like the like the toasted almond one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So I I know what it is. Okay. Now I, I take it back. But I, I don't think I've ever had it. Um, too Hill. Right. Also, when Kendall was just spouting names of beers, I can't tell you how much you reminded me of a dude who was just way too excited about some weed strings. <laughs> That's funny. Um, however, um, after having this, um, I, I liked it a lot less. Uh, it, it was okay. It's, it's the type of thing I'd probably only have one of. I'd be curious to have it, um, via draft to kind of see the comparison, but I'll give it 3.1 out of five. Um, would probably not get again. It just, it seems very rich and, uh, there's just like the, all the aspects I enjoy, the ice cream man, were not really in this. At least, like with the 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 creamsicle one, I could kind of tie in that that type of thing they were going for originally. This I just didn't get that with. So, but it, it, it's creative and was worth the try. Um, I had from Revere Brewing Company out of Newtown the Tricera Hops New England IPA. Massey, care to guess why I got this beer? I'm going to guess it's because it was out of Newtown. See, Massey gets it. I support local businesses. Kendall was like, oh, it's because it's a dinosaur. Um, 6.3% alcohol comes in a 16-ounce can. I like the label on it. Uh, i got to find my beer book because I want to put this one in there because it is a dinosaur. Though. Um, there's a nice, cool little... Uh, excerpt type of thing about triceratops on the can which i'm always a big fan of made with medusa gemini and cashmere hops um i like the label a lot it's a basically it's like a cartoon triceratops instead of the three horns though there's hop plants coming out of its head um in terms of taste it's bitter and tropical um very reminiscent of uh, kind of like a double IPA in terms of like flavor profile, but doesn't have the burn. More of a session style in terms of the the heat. Um, I would give this. I haven't had a, I haven't had like an IPA in a long time. I would probably give it a three point eight out of five, which would be on the higher end of my IPA rankings. So I would definitely get this again, though. I like it. Plus the can. Can's cool. Here, here. No, it's over. It's 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 actually here. Oh, my bad. Mock. Yes. Where can they find us? Find us on Facebook at Getting Sports with Drunk, Twitter and Instagram at GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's being ridiculed by who you thought were your friends or drinking an awesome buco martini. Like, comment, subscribe on Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Excellent. And uh, don't know what's on tap for next week, but we'll be fun. And I'm breaking this news now. Um, we're, we're in the works of hopefully having a, a, an all, all-inclusive in-person show, at least, at least a few of them during the summer months, to get back, uh, just to kind of have the, the fun rapport, maybe... 
maybe get together and do a uh, a pre-record on a weekend so we can kind of do like a like a super episode kind of thing and just really shoot the shit and have fun. Do now, a little... you say you're breaking this now. Are you breaking this news to us? Yeah. Okay. I just I thought I kind of had the idea while we were recording, you know, maybe get together during the summer months, you know. You no, know, no, no, that's just fine. I just didn't yeah. know if I blacked out a conversation or something. Yeah, thinking, thinking maybe we try to get together on like a weekend-ish night and then do like a either a mega episode or pre-record a couple other episodes and just kind of save the sports talk and do more bullshit and just have fun. And, uh, oh, you know, I got a couple things in the works I'd like to do. I, I've created, uh, actually created and crafted cocktails themed off of each of you. Ooh, that oh, I, that's not going to be good. I also, would I also would really like to get together and do the... Uh, uh, Chris Massey, New Kids on the Block cocktail contest again. Oh, mm, man. Mm, mm, mm. So I tell you awesome. what, I'll bring the outfit. Massey, you're already going to be wearing the outfit. <laughs> yeah, probably. First time I was a Jason. Second time. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? Probably, maybe I'm going to show things for two hours. <laughs> I've listened to it. So, good stuff coming this summer. I don't know what's next week, but it'll be fun. Until then, though, I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. We're a waveable safe. Yeah. That threw me off. Souls. <laughs> the Master of Massey. And the Rat of a Red Burn. Oh. It's in the tub. Yeah.